Welcome back to another episode of Remember Country Music. I'm Kyle Corbliss, and today we have uh, Carlton Anderson. Carlton, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for hopping on with me. I appreciate it. Uh, I know that uh, we've been trying to go back and forth this past few weeks, uh, maybe like a month or so, and I'm glad we finally got the chance to do this. Seriously, man, thanks for being persistent with everything. <laughs> we, uh, I've been kind of back and forth with um, a lot of stuff surrounding like the EP and everything that we put out about a month ago, and dude, it's been luckily busy uh given all the circumstances man so i appreciate you having me on brother of course i mean in a time when uh when a lot of people aren't busy it's good to be busy i think in my eyes but um first of all you know you mentioned the ep so congratulations on that i love it it's 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 a sound for me where i'm like whoa like this is awesome so congratulations on that honestly i didn't and i've i've i followed you for, for a bit, I'm actually going to, I want to bring something up because I just remembered it. But I honestly, up till about the week that you released it, I, I just, I guess I was not on social media that much and I just didn't see it. And I was like, yes, new music. Cause I love new Fridays. Like it's my favorite thing. And I was like, yes, new music. Fantastic. But yeah, I think man. you've gotten like, you've gotten a great response to it, especially from yours. I think yours is um, one of those songs that's doing really, really well. But um, I think the whole thing's great, but you've gotten Thank a great you. response. From it. Thank you, dude. I just felt like right now, you know, it's it been a couple months since I put out music and, you know, just like everybody else, I'm sure, you know, we had this great big plan through the summer and everything and, you know, shows lined up and this and that and, and music. And then once COVID hit, dude, that kind of shut everything down. And I was just trying to figure out a way to keep, you know, water in the grass, man, and just keep keep things moving. And, and the only way we really can right now, and that's like putting out music and, and sticking on social media and doing all that stuff, you know, and um that's really the only way we can connect so dude i appreciate you listening to that man it, those are four songs that i've i've been uh kind of stockpiling for a while um wrote on those. yours for a while right yours dude, yeah man I, that that song i think is almost four years old man i've i've been playing that song out for a couple years and dude that's been like a couple people's wedding songs and stuff and it hadn't even been out yet so i knew you know, sometimes you know about songs like that when you have a chance to play them out and see the response, you know, and see what people, you know, think of them before you put them out. Mm -hmm. That's a blessing. So with that one, dude, I kind of I kind of felt really good about it. I knew that was a good thing to kind of surround the rest of the four songs or, or the other three songs around. And it was a good title track and everything, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and dude, I'm just glad people are, are hooking on to it. Awesome. Man. It's so cool. And I think I think the reason why it's for, for me, at least for me, I think the reason why it's so cool and um, when I approach music, when I approach country music as, as a whole, there's obviously different subgenres of country music set. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I think you fall more, I think you, you push the boundaries, but you're also very traditional in your sound, which I don't think we get as much anymore, which is why I think I, I um, you know, pull towards your music because I, I really like that traditional sound. I mean, I love all sounds, but I really love that traditional sound. And I think that the the last these 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 uh the newest four songs here i think they're probably a little bit more traditional than the first three that you put out i mean, you could disagree with me but i think that that's the kind of sound that i'm getting and i think that's awesome because I, I i feel like sometimes people don't always want to go ahead and do that because maybe it's not you know the way the genre is going at the moment do you know what i mean oh yeah dude of course man and that but that's the thing like you know with anything you do you can't you can't chase what's hot you got to do what what you're good at you know yeah. and that's kind of where i'm at man is 
I can only be the best me and, and sing the best country music that I can sing. So I feel like, you know, especially um, with, with what I've put out so far, you know, I've only been able to put out, you know, seven songs in the past like couple years. So we're, we're going to flood it pretty soon. There, there's nice. plenty of songs coming, but um, you know, the first, you know, we drop everything, the, the single that came out a couple years back, um, dude, that was, you know, at the end of the day, it was, it was kind of progressive trying to go for radio a little bit with that and wanted to fit in, but also didn't want to stray too far from the, the organic sound that I have on the road, you know, cause I don't bring any extra tracks or anything. Everything you hear is from awesome. my guys playing on stage. And I, and I love that man, because you, so can, awesome. you can feed off of that energy, yeah. you know what I mean? And, um, and so I, we had that one, but I, I couldn't go without the, the fiddle and steel guitar. Those are, those are non-negotiable for me and, and, and my music. So, um, we have that, you know, throughout all this, all this music. And then with the acoustic EP, I just really wanted to break it back down to the foundation. You know, um, I've, I've been spending a lot of time back home in Texas and all this. And, uh, it's just, I, it just reminded me, you know, again, where I come from and why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and what inspired me. And so, uh, as the first like independent project I was able to put out, you know, in a couple of years, man, I was, I just wanted it to be bare bones. I wanted it to be acoustic. I thought it fit the time, like for right now, you know, everything's moving so slow and it's just like, you know, is there an end to this? And I know there is, but like, um, the acoustic EP, I, I just wanted to break it down. You know, there's no drums, there's no anything in there. It's yeah. just, there's mandolin, there's fiddle, there's harmonies and acoustic guitars. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just where I wanted to start out with before we, we started putting out the rest of this music, you know? So yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you dig it, man. That's, that's awesome. Especially, you know, New Jersey, you know, not like we were saying earlier, it's like regions, you know, kind of lean towards different sounds. Yeah. And, you know, as somebody that kind of plays country music, that's a little more country than, you know, a lot of what's going on right now. It's really cool to see the reaction. It, it, it almost means more coming from that region than it does from my own backyard. It's just like, that's great that, you know, people still want to hear music like this and that, you know, they're still digging stuff like this, man. Because country it's music... It's timeless, bro. That's the thing is it's absolutely yeah. timeless. And it's funny you say that because we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Sarahville, which is like more of a, um, for me, it's a little bit, I guess all my, all my friends are going to be hating on me. I think it's East and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly where, but it's a little bit farther from me. I'm, I'm close to like the New York city area. I'm like probably 30 minutes outside New York city, which is like as close as you can get in Jersey, New York city is where I am. So it's funny. Cause like you said, Sarahville is, you know, more rural and you know, not all, areas of Jersey are like the Sopranos or like the Jersey yeah. North. It's just not. I mean, there are, there are hundred percent areas and I, and I know people that are like that hundred percent, but I mean, just not all areas are like that. But I will say that being said, a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I know when it comes to country music, it's, it's, it's like the, it's not as traditional as we were talking about before. So um, it's kind of cool when I, when I, you know, play your song in the car and someone goes like, who's this? And then I say, it, and then they're like, Oh, like I want to download this. And like, that's cool for me because then it's like, not saying that, that I'm the reason why a couple of my friends listen to you. But I mean, essentially if I turn you on the radio on, in the car and then they're just like, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to listen to them more. And it's just spreading the word, which I think is awesome. That's what it's all about right there, man. That's my whole goal with this whole thing is to just spread the word of different artists that I like. And I think that's Dude, important. Heck yeah, man. That's what it's all about, man. Honestly, I, I think that's important. You know, what's funny is, um, 
I was actually uh, thinking about this probably like, I don't know, an hour ago. I actually thought about this. I um, interned for iHeartRadio in Connecticut. Um, okay. I worked with the country station a lot. And um, so I just graduated college and that was this last year um, I worked with them. I'm standing outside of Mohegan Sun for a Jake Owen concert. And we're just like promoting, you know, the, the station and we have speaker up and we're playing songs. And I didn't make the, the playlist because if I made the playlist, there'd be all of these songs on there. But we're sitting there and we're, we're handing out, um, you know, prizes and stuff. And I hear Drop Everything come on. And I'm like, this is a really good song. Who the hell is this? And why don't I know the person? <laughs> typically I do. Typically, if we go through a playlist, like I'll know it. And I'm not tooting my own horn here. I just listen to a crap ton of music. Like I have thousands and thousands of songs on my, on my phone. You know, I have CDs and I have records. Like I just listen to a lot of music. So I was like, why don't I know this guy? And then I like, I shazammed it. And then, you know, the rest is history. Now, now here we are. And that's great. Yeah, man. Of I just thought it was so funny. Cause that song has what, like 2 million streams. And I just had no clue. Dude on, yeah. On Spotify, dude, that thing all, all sold, I think has got mm-hmm. upwards of almost 30 million streams altogether, dude, which is amazing. Um, and it's it it has been it's one of those songs like that people just they love and and it's 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 really cool to see that um but like you're saying you know something that i i I need to you know build off of off of that song is getting people to know the singer you know because they know the song it's like getting them to know the singer yeah um and you know great like you were saying with things like shazam and all that kind of stuff you know it's easier to get to know the the artist quicker but um but yeah that that song man was was really cool and it, and that was like the first song of mine that i actually had where i'd show up to a town i'd never been and people knew the song so that do was you write a song like that and go like oh this is you know this is gonna like do you have one like that you're just like man this is gonna go i'll be honest well would drop everything that's one that i actually didn't write man we kind of followed the nashville blueprint yeah. i i uh and you know i'm not talking i'm not talking you know bad or anything when I say a Nashville blueprint I'm just saying we thought we did what you know radio was gonna like and that means like getting a song that we thought we could make our own and then also uh bring to radio and that they would like it um and it had some of the some of the hot songwriters in town you know some big names on there and 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 dude it was it was a good song first time we heard it I was like man that's that's a good song the whole team thought it was a good song and um, that's kind of my, my artist side of things. It's like, dude, best songs got to win because my heroes, they didn't write them all, you know? Yeah. That was a songwriter. That's the important thing to think about. I'm, I'm kind of glad you said that because I mean, not everyone writes, you know, not everyone is, is the, is like the George Straits, if you want to put it that way. Not everyone, you know, puts forward yeah. all of like, you can't, you just can't write. There's, there's just no way that you can write every single song you write is, is a smack like you- yeah so i mean the george Strait is a is a perfect example of that um he was a smart guy he knew he knew how to pick great songs and so yeah. did his team um you know but uh but yeah man i and i love dude i'm telling you i'm a i'm a songwriter yeah. to the core but i'm also an artist too and it's like you got to separate the two and know right. Right. You know, your song may not always be the best song, you know? So that was one of those situations where I was like, all right, this is a, this is one where I think it was kind of unanimous. We lead with this and um, see what happens from there. And it was a good response, man. But, um, but, you know, songs, songs beyond that, I've, I've, the, I was a co-writer on everything that we put out on, uh, on that yours EP. Yeah. When baby gets a buzz before that, 
and then uh, also I didn't write uh, country music made me do it. That was actually the brothers Osborne and a friend of mine, Jesse Alexander. But you wrote uh, Keith Abilene Beautiful, which in my yeah, eyes, yeah, yeah, at the moment, that's that's my that's my favorite song. Dude, I, I gotta you, say, I gotta that say, a lot. that's like my you know you, you know uh, you ever see on the internet where people are like. When I'm out, when I'm out of the shower, I sound like this. But when I'm in the shower, I sound like this, and it's always <laughs> that's. I'm not even kidding. Like, like I'm, I'm not shitting you. Just like, I could even ask my brother right now. I blast this song in the shower, and I think I sound perfect. But we all Dude, know I sound like good. crap. We all that's know I sound like. Crap. I love that, man. <laughs> uh, there's another one, dude. Abilene, you're probably like fifteen, two hundred, or fifteen to two thousand miles from Abilene, but you, but you get the song, you understand it, man. And I. I love that dude. Cause I feel like, you know, that's a relatable story. Um, as far as that song, dude. And that's one of those that, you know, speaking of songs that, you know, right when you write it, that you think, all right, this is something. It, I wrote that with two of my favorite songwriters in the world, Tom Douglas and Tony Lane and Tony Lane wrote run actually for George Strait. Yeah. He wrote, um, I need you that, uh, you know, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. And then Tom Douglas, man, he's written, dude, I could just go on and on with it. The house that built me is, is probably his, his most prolific, but, um, his first cut was, uh, Little Rock, that Colin Ray song. I don't even know if you remember that. I think oh, I'm on yeah. here in Little Rock. That was a, that was a Tom Douglas song. Um, dude, but, uh, all that being said, now we're rambling, but I wrote, I wrote Abilene with, with Tom and Tony, man. And, um, dude, we went into the room that day like you do most days. And I had this, uh, kind of concept that I really wanted to write about. And I, I had, you know, some words written down and stuff. And, and Tom had actually come back from Abilene, Texas that weekend. He was playing a songwriter thing there. And, uh, he had the title keep Abilene beautiful because that's kind of their semi slogan down there. Um, and so I was like, man, that's, that's awesome. I, you know, I've only been to Abilene a couple of times. Don't really have too many ties to it, to be honest, but I understood like right away. It's like, man, that sounds like a, you know, a song where somebody's getting back to something that they've been missing. And I feel you like can relate that to yourself too. Yeah, of course, man. I think yeah, that's relatable to anybody, you know, and whether it's love or, a, you know, sense of belonging or feeling or whatever that is man um and so i kind of wrote down this verse and at the same time tom had written another verse and and they just matched perfectly we it, i just was trying not to say anything stupid because like man i was i was just a little nervous but just so amped up i just felt so good about this the the room was was right on man and and uh once I said that verse and he said his, I was just like, man, we wrote a song and, I, and it came out quick, man. I want to say we wrote that song in two and a half, three hours, which, you know, I'm, I, I'm slow, dude. I like taking my time with songs. I like going line by line and just making sure it's right. You know, when yeah, I write yeah. songs, it, it's, I just, you know, I feel like they deserve that much attention. And, and, but this one, dude, you just couldn't stop it. It was, it was just one of those songs that just really fell out. And then, you know, for the chorus, I'm such a fan. We'll go back to George Strait. I'm such a fan of the songs that, that have choruses where they say the, the title and a line, they say the title and a line again, you know, um, it, it, you know, I just oceanfront property. Oh does, man. You know, Amarillo by morning does hey, that. Hey, I no, do, don't I, do that to me. <laughs> I know I could go on and on, but it's just so simple. Keep Abilene beautiful, baby. 
there ain't nothing like you anywhere. Keep Abilene beautiful, baby. I'm getting there. And it's just like, man, that just makes all the sense in the world. So, dude, that song came out quick, man, and and uh, that's a little bit behind that one. But I'm, so I'm glad you dig it, dude. I'm really that's glad so you cool. dig that one. Honestly, man, it's so funny because um, I don't know if you do this, but I 100% do this just because um, probably within the past four or five years, I became like, I mean, I always loved music, but I became like a music geek, like I'm, like all the time, yeah. like always listen to something, always watching something. I watch live performances. I watch all this crap, right? So yeah, yeah. you put out the, uh, that like that video, that acoustic video of Keep Happily Beautiful on you. I saw it on YouTube, right? Probably right. lost it like honestly like more than 10 times dude i owe you most of those views then <laughs> <laughs> but definitely more than 10 times i think one of my favorite parts about it is that there's these two people in the back and i don't know if you know them or not but they're like right behind you and like probably after the first i don't know maybe after the first course or so you see the uh the lady there she just starts like shaking her head and like closing her eyes and because she's just like really into the song and the, her husband like re- leans over and says something and then she looks at him and goes like this. I don't know what they said, but they were just in awe about you singing. And I was like, that's so funny. Because one yeah. of them was sitting in, in the shot. And yeah. I, was, I thought it was so cool. Because if I was sitting there, I'd, I'd probably be singing. Like, <laughs> no one wants to hear me sing, but, you know, I'd probably be singing. We did that. We actually, I think that was at the Bluebird, that video. And, cool. uh, dude, that's, that's one of those rooms that'll just make anybody feel yeah. like a superstar, man. People in there, they just really pay attention and listen. We got some cool pictures from there. And, that's one of the coolest things, man, is a reaction is like, dude, if you can see that, because a lot of times if you're on stage, you know, the, the crowd is dark, like you can hardly see. And, you, you know, you see the first couple of rows, but unless the lights are on out there, you don't really see much beyond that. But you can hear them for sure. But in the room like the Bluebird, it's quiet, you know, so um, there's no there's no noise except for you singing. So you don't know who's reacting or not until the end of the song. So mm-hmm. we've got some cool pictures from there of just people and you can just tell on their faces or, or you know, just all that. It's, it's funny you said that because I've seen a couple, you know, pictures and stuff like that where it's just like, all right, cool. Well, that, that made an impact. You can tell by, you know, yeah. the sincerity of the people paying attention and all that. So yeah. But, yeah, the, yeah. Blue, the Bluebird is one of those places that I've been to uh, my, my cousins and my aunt and my uncle, they live in Franklin. They live right outside of Nashville. Yeah. Um, so I've been before. I went, I, I've been, I'm ashamed to say this. I've, I've went once. I went like two years ago, just turned 22 about a month ago. I was, I was like, I was just shy of my 21st. And I, yeah. was, I was pissed about it. Cause I, you know, there are a lot of, again, I was also with my parents. So like, there, there's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I want to go back and there's all these places I want to hit, you know, I want to hit the bluebird. I want to hit, you know, I want to go to Whiskey Jam. I want to go oh, to Revival. Yeah. Like, there's all these places that I want to go to that I didn't get the chance to go to. And my brother, actually, I'm, so I'm a twin. And my brother, he uh, interned in Nashville last summer, and he um, lived at Vanderbilt. And I was like, did you go to this place? Did you go to that place? He's like, no. I was like, why? Like, why are you not going to these places? I 100% just go all the time. I, I, yeah. I would even go alone, honestly. But I would go. I got 100% yeah. go. Yeah, man. It, Dude, I think that's so cool. There's seriously, there's, there's something to do in Nashville every, every night of the week. Like if, if you wanted to, you could be out every single night. That's, that's the beauty of it, man. It's such a busy town. Um, as far as just things to do and you name like some of the best things, whiskey jam, um, tin roof revival. Yep. And, uh, 
Bluebird's always cool. Um, if you can, especially on a night, if you, I mean, it's, it's cool any night, but if you can go on a night where you see some songwriters that wrote some songs that inspired you or, or that, you know, made you want to do whatever you're doing, that's, that's the, that's what I think the Bluebird is, is really special for and, and, uh, something they provide that you can't find anywhere else i think that's cool because even even let's say i don't know i just i just I, like i said i listen to a lot of music i listen to a lot of country music and there are a lot of people that play the blueberry so i could just go in at whatever night and you know there's a chance i see someone i know which for me like even if like talking to you like this is cool because in, in your uh, in my eyes you may not think this but in my eyes you are way cooler than i am and <laughs> you have <laughs> <laughs> you're a hundred percent cooler than I am. And if, and if I was to meet you, I mean, like we're, we're having this conversation now, but if I, if I, if I didn't talk to you, if I didn't know you, then I would just see you and I'd be like, yo, Hey, I'm a huge fan. Can we get a picture? Like, that's what I would do. Yeah. 100%. But for me, if I'm like going in there and just someone I know or someone I listen to walks in, I'd probably just be like, nice. Like perfect time, <laughs> perfect time to come. <laughs> yeah. It's, dude. And that's another cool thing is like, dude, you play there. Or, you know, if you go and see a show there, it is also one of the easiest venues to really, you know, talk to the artist after the show because that's, that's what it was made for, you know, and, or the songwriter, whoever's playing, whatever it is, man. And um, that's one of the coolest things. I don't know if you've seen that, uh, and I've only seen the first episode of it, but that uh, special that Garth did. Oh about, yeah, yeah. About his career, I've, um, actually, I've actually seen it twice. I'm a ginormous Garth fan, so I, yeah, I, yeah. I need see. I need to see the second episode. Man. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where I watched the first one. But um, a lot of that stuff around the Bluebird and dude, he just hit, he hits the nail on the head when he talks about the Bluebird. It's like everything he says is is right on the money. And and the I love that story about because it's so true. And man this happens all the time. And I, dude, I've been guilty of saying it and, and all that kind of stuff. But the, I think it was the, the night that he heard the dance. Yeah. There, um, and going up to Tony and saying, yo, if I ever get a record deal, I'm going to cut that song. But dude, that's, that stuff is real, man. And, 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 uh, you know, that's, that's one of those cool things. Luke Combs is the, uh, as far as like his, like blow up and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of comparable to what Garth was back in the day, but oh, yeah. Central Park. Are you, oh, yeah. you know what I would give to be at Central Park? Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, uh, his, his manager um, owns a publishing company in, in Nashville, major Bob publishing. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've got memorabilia and, and like posters and stuff from that, from that event. And yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty cool just to, you know, just, I can't even fathom it, but you know, that many people that, that's why I need to watch that second episode. I, I think honestly you do. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure the second episode was the Central Park episode. Okay. So I, I could need, be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was. So I think you yeah, could definitely need to watch, watch that. <laughs> you but, definitely uh, do. Honestly, Garth's yeah, one, Garth is one of the nicest people. Ever. Like I got the chance to meet him a few years ago and he's, he's really? one of the nicest people ever. That's, that's, that's what I've heard. Honest. I just heard he's a, he's a good old boy and uh, yeah, a good guy. And I, I think it's inspiring too. There's a lot of, he, he comes from the, the old school of where like, you know, you, you really had to, to work it. And Cut your teeth kind of thing. Stuff yeah. And didn't really have social media or anything to yeah. piggyback off of. It was just, you know, whatever they did and it worked and it reacted. But uh, yeah. 
that's cool, man. Your, uh, who are some of your uh, influences, you know, growing up? Because, I mean, you're a Texas guy, so, I mean, yeah. I, I would assume Dude, George Strait's on there, but. Yeah, you, man. Um, I'd say, like, the biggest are Willie Nelson, George Strait, right. you know, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. Um, I love that stuff. Alan Jackson, dude. I, I love Alan Jackson. Um, and I, I could go on and on, you know, but those are, those are some of my like Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like, you know, some of the foundings. Big, yeah. Big acts that I really, uh, lean, lean towards for inspiration. You yeah. Know? Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney. I love those guys. And they, dude, that's they, surprising. They See, Even, Chesney, Chesney's a little surprising for me. Cause you put on the, um, uh, the under the influences, right? Under or under the influences, under the influences or under, under the yeah, under the influence, yeah. Yeah, so so you put that on Instagram, which I think is super cool because, um, you know, as an outsider, I, I like to see you know, um, different artists that people like if it's country or not country. But um, mm-hmm. I saw you did put Kane Chesney on that list, which is cool. I, I love Chesney, but I I don't know if I would ever say if I listen to your music, say oh like he likes Chesney. Do you know what I'm saying? Yo, of course, man, and I don't think necessarily that I like. Uh, more so on the entertainment value of, of Kenny Chesney and like the the fact that he kind of like Garth Brooks has been able to he's a, he's like one of our only stadium acts you know and he has been for almost 20 years and and just he Chesney probably put on the best show I've ever seen yeah you know I've seen I'm supposed moment. to get there this summer and I'm pissed oh yeah man I stop this summer yeah so I can imagine dude but um, but guaranteed they'll be rescheduled and they'll, they'll, they'll put that show on however they can, but, oh, yeah. you know, it just a huge, and, and especially just growing up, you know, he was in the nineties, man, he was putting out singles like crazy. And, and the one on that under the influence, uh, thing that I did was back where I come from and dude, that's one of my favorite Chesney songs. Great it's song. just, it's such a great song. And once again, just kind of timeless, but, um, but yeah. And then, you know, Tim McGraw, dude, I'll, freaking love Tim McGraw like everything he's ever put out you know I've I've just been a huge fan of and even Garth man I, I didn't mention Garth but I love the the Chris Ledoux era of Garth Brooks dude that's my jam like I I love that era like that you know everybody was in cowboy hats and wranglers and and freaking dust poppers and all that junk. <laughs> man that is my stuff I love that but uh, I, I just love that whole Chris Ledoux inspired, and I and I love that that Garth, sh- you know, shined a light on somebody like Chris Ledoux, oh, yeah. because dude, he's a real deal. He's a, not only a world champion bareback rider, which you know nobody in country music is. You know, <laughs> he's crazy, also, by the way, I thought that was also, nuts. Yeah, he's also a freaking uh, country singing real deal cowboy, and like, yeah. dude, that's just so cool that Garth yeah. would, you know, at the height, like, dude. Garth Brooks shining a light on this this cowboy from KC Wyoming, dude. Like you have the big one of the biggest dudes ever shining a light on. Like that's, that's yeah. So that's awesome, dude. I I love that. Man. That's, that's so, nice. um, so yeah, that that era Garth Brooks and I don't. And the songs were great too, man. But uh, but yeah, th- those are some of my influences, man. I I, I normally I'll I'll lean on Willie Nelson for just about anything, dude. I've never got to meet him. I've never smoked with them or anything. I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of buddies that have heard. Oh so, man, I feel like so, that's everyone's dream. Smoke. I'm really. telling you, I've heard so many stories and all that kind of stuff, but I've never had the chance to shake his hand or anything. But uh, but maybe one day we'll see. But uh, you know, he's he's a huge influence. 
This is right next. Oh, to that's desk. awesome, dude! <laughs> right next to my desk here. Dude, I love that. That's oh, cool. Yeah. That's funny about that's funny about that because I have a, a pile of records sitting right here. I got um, let's see what I got. We got Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, uh, Bob Seger, two Bob Segers, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, this is a ton. And like, and the funny thing about the, that set of records right there is that um, my aunt's uh, in the process of moving, so she's cleaning out her house. Yeah. Um, and she, I was in the basement helping her move some stuff, and I saw this crate of records, and I was like. Can I look through this? And I don't have a record player, but I'm probably going to buy one now. But I was looking through oh, it yeah. and I was like, okay, because I, I mean, I grew up on Bruce. So I know stereotypical Jersey, you got to grow up on I was Bruce. Gonna, hey, I need to ask you about that because it. is it real? Like, is the Bruce Springsteen thing real up there? Like, dude, because you mentioned that and I was like, damn, there's Bruce. <laughs> listen, man, listen, listen. Bruce Springsteen, if you are from here and you don't like Bruce Springsteen, in my opinion, just get out. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to love him. Like, I love him. You don't have to love him. But I will say that Bruce Springsteen – well, okay. Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi, in my opinion, you got to like them both. I'm a yeah. bigger Bruce fan than I am a Bon Jovi fan, but, you know, you got to respect both. Um, I grew up on Bruce. That's like, a, 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 you know, one of those guys for me that, that kind of started it all. Um, in my car now, I, you know, I drive a car that my dad drove when like, I don't know, we had it for like 14 years or something. When I got my license, I started driving that car. The only CD that was ever been in that car and it's never come out is my born in the USA CD. Got it when I was probably like, I don't know, fucking like seven, six or seven years old. I put it in there and I, I never took it out because I, I forgot about it one day and I got the car and I was like, what's in here? So I, and I was like, holy shit, I forgot the Bruce, the, the Born in the USA CDs in here. And that there's only two CDs that are now in my car, that, and I don't know if you know The Life of Chris Gaines, the Garth Brooks, the Garth Brooks Life of Chris Gaines, he did that. I know, I know Chris Gaines, but I don't know the, I don't know that album. Is yeah, that so, or, or? yeah, so he did that one um, in the 90s, he was supposed to do that movie, so he put out a bunch of like, yeah, so he put out a Greatest Hits album, and um, it's like this mashup of like, like you get a little bit of country, like a little bit of traditional Garth. You have a copy of that? I do have it, yeah. Dude, that is like a collector's piece. You have yeah. no idea. You know, I just got it too. I got it because I was, uh, I was on eBay. Okay, so my uncle has one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know? Do you know Stormy Warren? Yeah, yeah. That's my, so that's my uncle. So, really? okay, um, cool, yeah. man. so he has one. And I texted him one day, and I knew he had one because I don't. I was just at his house, you know, like I said a few years ago. And I saw it, so I texted him, and I was like, "Hey." like do you recommend me getting this and he was like if you can find it yeah yeah but i don't yeah. know if you're gonna be able to find it and i went i went on ebay and my mom helped me out and we had to like throw out all these offers and all this stuff and i ended up getting it and it sits in my car it's a jam things a jam That's i'm telling awesome. you it's nuts hey <laughs> nuts. that that just shows the scope of garth brooks like the talent like he's oh yeah and that's what I was, you know, going back to that, uh, not to keep going back to that, but that's that, that documentary thing he did, I, like, I love that because, dude, we're, he, them talking about him doing those four-hour shows, man, that's where I started, and that's where so many people start. And and it is singing all those kind of songs and just not just country songs and all yeah. that and, and just really um, just entertaining people. And I getting, swear, I was listening to that freaking album. I'm not even kidding. Carl, like, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. I was listening to it. And I, I put it, and because I can't, like, digitalize it anywhere because I don't have a, my computer doesn't have, like, a, 
place to burn like a CD drive or anything. So I just yeah. leave it in my car. And I sometimes if I really want to listen to it, I'll drive around for like an hour and a half and just listen to it top to bottom. And I remember it was one day I was listening to it and I was like, what am I? And I forgot I was listening to it. And I was like, am I listening to like a boy, boy band right now? Because it, one of the songs on there literally sounds like, like a 90, early 90s boy band. And I think it's just yeah. so cool because it's so random, but it's yeah. so cool. It's so cool. That's awesome. Um, it's That's awesome. awesome. And for me, it's, it's funny because um, if we're talking about entertainers here, Garth is one of them. And I think Bruce is another one that's, you know, because my dad goes to a show every single, my dad's been going to Bruce for God knows how long. Every year he goes. And Bruce is what, in his 70s now? And he still acts like he's in his 20s and his 30s. It's unreal. And that's the cool. worst thing I ever did was pass up going to Bruce like four or five years ago because I had something else to do. I regret it every day of my life. Regret <laughs> every day of my life, I'm telling you. One of those things you won't do twice, that's for sure, man. Hey, Don't if I ever get the chance to do it again, I'm doing it. I'm telling you. I am yeah. telling you. Um, so let's just talk about this. So you're, you're, from, you're from Texas and you – okay, so I – I did a little bit of research. I'm not being weird or anything, but you know, I just. No, did, no, that's all good. You did your homework. So you went to college in Nashville, correct? Yeah, man. I went to Belmont. So was your plan to go to Belmont, stay in Nashville, and just grind it out? Honestly, no. I, I actually, um, I really didn't have much of a plan, dude, I, to be honest with you. I thought I was going to be like a football coach. I was going to do the, the easy way and go to school around here and never leave home, you know, that whole thing. And yeah. Um, <clears throat> once I graduated high school, dude, I freaking, I was just like, I've been singing my whole life, but I finally learned guitar. I was like 17 and I just never put it down, man. I, I was like, dude, this is what I want to do. And then I you started doing enough odd jobs, you know, oil field working, construction, you know, whatever I could really do to pay bills and stuff. And then I was like, man, this sucks. I don't want to work for somebody else. <laughs> so uh, I was like man I gotta I gotta do something and and my girlfriend at the time she was actually like Belmont was her dream school I'd never heard of it <clears throat> let alone never really thought about moving to Nashville but uh I was like damn if I want to do this I might as well you know because I'm young I don't have any kids I don't have anything holding me back I'm like you know if, if I'm gonna do it I gotta do it now yeah. um Cause I'd kick myself in the teeth looking back if I never did it, you know, God, man, I, that's one of my biggest, like, I'm always running from that fear of the, what if I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, I right. hate that. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a doer. I just want to keep doing things, you know, and, uh, that'll go back to that Bruce Springsteen. Never say no to that Bruce Springsteen ticket, man. But, hey, listen, I'll never make that mistake ever again. I never that's right, bro. That's right, man. But, um, but yeah, and so 2012, I went to Belmont, um, and uh, after going to community college and working a bunch of odd jobs in Texas and playing around my hometown and playing a bunch, you know, went to Belmont, graduated in 2016. Um, I had a I had a publishing deal for songwriting lined up before I graduated. I got that deal in 2015, so that was that was a huge blessing. Yeah. I just I got to Nashville and really hit the ground running. I was playing downtown on Broadway, you know, any chance I could. Yeah. Instead of, I didn't move there to like make sandwiches and serve people and make burgers and stuff. You know, I could do that at home. So I was <laughs> like, dude, I'm gonna play music while I'm here. So more of those four hour shows we'd, we'd hit the road if we could. Um, but you know, just going to school and, and meeting people and making connections, writing songs, just, just putting in the time, putting in the work. And then 
um, when I graduated, I had that deal lined up and, yeah. you know, been writing and stuff. And how was it, how was it, you know, you had your publishing deal, what, a year before you graduated college, you had that, and then you were, you know, playing Broadway and things like that. How do you balance school doing that? And, you know, playing every night, what you major, what'd you major in? Music business. So my okay. major, dude, I could have definitely picked an easier major. They call it a music business degree, but it's, it's a business degree in and out. <laughs> there, there's a couple classes on the music industry and you know, you get the overview, but just like everything, man, you got to get your hands dirty. If you yeah. want to really, if you really want to know something, you know, you, or if you really want to do something, you just got to do it. You can't, yeah. you can't get it. It's not something you can just be taught, you know, you can be guided for sure, but you just got to go do it. And so that's what I was doing, man. But um, you know, it's uh, it was, it was hard, dude. I, I'll be honest with you. It was, it was hard to juggle it all, especially once I was starting to live out part of my dream of like, okay, well, crap, dude, I'm writing songs for Did a you ever think about dropping out of Belmont and just yeah. taking the music route? I did. I dropped out one time, dude, because the voice called me that show, you know, yeah. they, called, they called me my sophomore, junior year, gave really? me like, they, they gave me like a private audition. I was out in Los Angeles for like six months, dude. And um you know got all the way that was a whole ordeal too but got all the way to the chair turnaround thing really? um and the the teams filled up before i had a chance to go out there oh my god and you, you were out there for six months yeah dude so i dropped out of belmont i uh for a semester you know i took time off of school for a semester i was away from nashville mostly most more importantly yeah. Um, wasn't able to post about what I was doing because, you know, it's a TV show and they're so secretive. So I felt like I just kind of lost like six months, but it was a huge learning lesson. I learned so much in that time and everything, but that's, that's literally about the only time I, I stopped going to school. Wow. It was for, it was for an opportunity. And I was like, you know, might as well, it, it'll, I'll learn something if anything. And yeah. I certainly did. Um, and it was fun. It was cool. But uh, <clears throat> that was the only time I, I, I got out of school for it. But dude, you like LA? It's cool, dude. Definitely for, I'd say, a couple weeks at a time, I could definitely handle that place. It's beautiful out there. I kind of have I kind of have a routine whenever I land in Los Angeles. Uh, there's, this, uh, there's this really good breakfast spot I like to go to in Manhattan Beach, which is like 30 minutes from the airport. It's um, Adolfo is the dude, him and his family, they run it. It's called the Ocean View Cafe. So if you're ever, if you ever go to Los Angeles, you got to go see Adolfo. It's just him and his family. They make the best breakfast burritos That's and they have the best, like. Those are always the best places, the family. I'm telling you, dude. Always and, best places. And the best coffee, like they have it all. So I, I, I love going out there. I've kind of found like what I, what I like to do out there, but um you know, it's, it's certainly, and, and I've, and keep Abilene beautiful to go back to that. You know, that's a little bit about that, you know, that kind of, um, being out there and, you know, knowing I didn't belong there, but I was there anyway, <laughs> um, that sort of situation. And I've written, I've written other songs about that too, man, just to, uh, Tim, I've, I've actually got a song coming out called LA on Tim McGraw's new record, man. So that's how you yeah. wrote that. Oh, wow. Yeah. dude. So cool. I'm, I, and I haven't really been able to say that uh, much, you know, because I didn't want to spoil it. But That's um, awesome. they finally put out the track listing and it's track one and it's coming out. So you get out. to work with one of those guys that you that you just, you know, grew up and you're like, wow, like influence. You get to work with one. Like, how? what is that like that you get to write a song? You, you get you get a song cut that you had a hand in writing. 
it's yeah. chilling and it really is it is like it's the goosebump feeling it's the it's it's it makes everything seem possible at that point you yeah. know what i mean like it just makes everything seem like it can happen because it did happen you know yeah. it's like i grew up reading liner notes out of those cds and seeing those songwriters and seeing those lyrics man and 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 now I'm part of that. And it's like, dude, well, that's, that's full circle. That's, that's yeah. what it's all about. It's chilling, dude. I I've never met Tim McGraw. I, uh, you know, I've, I've been to his shows, you know, been a, been a diehard fan. Um, but uh, I've never met him. So I hope I get to through this man, yeah. just to meet the guy. Cause, uh, you know, he's been, like I said, he's a huge influence, man. Song wise, artistry just everything dude i just feel like he's always done it right and and uh so i'm dude i'm pumped man that's and, awesome congratulations that song, that song right there man is is a little bit more of you know some of my time out there yeah. and and uh you know bits and pieces of it you know just mm -hmm. the experiences but also it's just a it's a it's a you know a love story that you know people can connect with and i did i'm pumped for that song to come out that's but, awesome congratulations yeah. Chris. that's so cool Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited for it. But, but all that, um, you know, all, all those experiences, you know, came from taking time off of Belmont, but yeah. finally got back and graduated brother. And like yeah, I said, all that, Hey, you got the degree. doesn't matter. Yeah. You make, I don't know. I don't know what your grades look like, but see, they say C's got degrees. And as long as you graduated, you're set. <laughs> I did. I always say, you don't ask your doctor what he got <laughs> yeah. or what she got on there, you know, it, they just got the degree and they got the doctorate, so you trust them. <laughs> now, it was it was hard, honestly, juggling it all. Though I felt like <clears throat> my grades started to dip, but thankfully, at the at, you know I I built it up enough to where I knew I could kind of coast, and yeah. it wouldn't it wasn't gonna fall too far down before I trust, graduated. Trust me, because I completely agree with you. Because honestly, and not to the same extent at all. But I kind of have a similar attitude where it's like, if I don't say yes to something, I'll miss an opportunity. And I yeah. hate, like, I just have like this weird, I don't know. It's just like this, this thing in like my head where I'm like, if I say no, what if this happens? And then I'm like, what if I meet someone that could give me my next job? I, I don't know. So, exactly. so what happened was, is like, um, middle of college, you know, I did a lot of television work like on campus. And then I had an internship last year or this past year with iHeart and I did a bunch of stuff and I had a lot of time like a lot of things going on at once and school like started I was like I don't need this like I'm not like yeah. I need work experiences more than I need to sit in like a freaking I don't know in like a just a stupid class that I don't really need but yeah so I started like getting all and not that my like grades slipped at all but I, I started figuring out ways that I can just like lighten my schedule and like make it super easy. Like my dad says, right? So like, you know, he told me going into my last semester that because I only had like, I really only had like six credits that I had to finish, but to be a full-time student, I need to take a certain amount. So I, I did something where I um, did something that counted as a class, but was only like one day a week on Fridays. And then I did something else. So I basically set up my last semester schedule to take three classes. One of them was a podcasting class. Heck yeah, dude. Like it's that hard. I mean, yeah, like, I yeah. I took classes that were like, as my dad likes to say, just like coasting and like, like, <laughs> and it was mon The classes were literally I had two on Monday and Wednesday, and one on Tuesday, and I was off Thursday and Friday. So I had a four day weekend every single week. That's that's that was my schedule. I, I did Tuesday Thursday classes, and 
I did a, I actually did a Monday night for eight weeks just to knock it out yeah. and yeah. get it out of the way. I hate those it, night classes, those two, three hour pain, night classes. But, dude, it's, it's worth it once your load gets lightened after that eight weeks, yeah. man. It's like, damn, makes everything else easy. But Yeah, and it may, probably made everything easy for you, too, so that you can just, like, go and do stuff at night and, like, go to bars and restaurants and different places. It, it freed the weekends up most definitely, dude. That was my biggest – my biggest thing is like, dude, I don't need to be having Friday classes. Like Tuesday, stack it up Tuesday, Thursday, right. and then you know, be busy mo- Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like doing yeah. things and and through the weekend and all that. So it definitely, uh, if you work your schedule out like that, hey, it's anyone listening that's that's in college or not in college, if you work your schedule out, it could be a cake the last semester or two. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> take, take it from the ones that got it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, I'm thankful that I'm not in college right now, bro. Holy cow. I could That's I do all those online classes, man. I would be I'd be screwed. My last honest. semester was online. My last what, semester. Really? Was, yeah. And oh, like dude. I said, I was taking those last three. And what can you how can you do a podcasting class online for the most part? How and then I took a uh like so there's a um I don't know if you're a hockey fan or not, but there's a, a minor league hockey team in I went to school in Hartford, Connecticut. So there's a minor league hockey team for the Rangers uh, in Connecticut. So we would cover them. But since we couldn't go to the arena, since there was no season, we would just like write stories. So I could do that from here. And then I can, I had another one that was, um, it was like this big capstone. We put on like a, it was, it was supposed to be like a Jimmy Fallon like show, but um, obviously we didn't do that. So I just like wrote little assignments for that. But each of my classes, every assignment was due that Friday. So I had the entire week to do them. So if I got them done on Monday, then I was done for the whole week. And yeah. they weren't they weren't that hard, honestly. So yeah. I did I had my best semester the last semester because it was just so easy. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, it was rough. It was weird. It was really dude, weird. Is, uh, is Hartford around uh Suffield by chance? Suffield, Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh I got some buddies from Suffield. No actually. way, me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh like the whole like Andy Dodds is one of them, and then uh his like Eric, they've got crazy last names, but um, you probably don't know them. But I got a couple buddies, anyways, from out that way. No was, way, that's yeah. so weird. It's hey, Ari- Ariana and Travis, uh, Carlton knows some guys from I um, that's so weird. Have you ever been to Southfield? No, honestly, I've only been I've only been to Connecticut maybe once or twice. Once on radio tour, and I think we played there maybe once or twice. But but Southfield's a very like. Southfield for me is like an ideal place to yeah. where I want to live. It's like a very open, it's a very rural area. Like there's actually like a lot of farms in Southfield, which is like yeah. kind of because Connecticut, but it's also like 20 minutes, a half hour away from the, from a city. I'm not saying it's like a big city, but Hartford is just like 25 minutes away, which yeah. is like yeah. nice commute wise. Yeah. That's so weird. That's such a random place to. to yeah. Make. That's funny. You said that. And I was like, I wonder if that's around Southfield. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, uh, what radio, where did you play radio tour wise? Uh, dude, I'm gonna have to think about that. It's been a couple years. Um, in Hartford or no? I don't think we ever came to Hartford. To be honest with you, man. Um, dude, I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look that one up. You got me on the spot. I was curious. What are some of the cities up there now? Um, you got Hartford. You got New Haven. Um, I feel like I've been Stanford. Maybe I did go through Hartford. Honestly, man. You could have. It's it's oh, very possible. On, that all looks familiar at this point, dude. Honestly, Connecticut's all just and yeah, you know, I spent four years in Connecticut. And there's there's nothing wrong with Connecticut, but it's all just 
the same. Well, and honestly, at that, you know, when you're doing a radio tour and stuff like that in, in states like that where it's easy to get to multiple states in one yeah. day, that's exactly what we did. So we – on trips like that, dude, we'd hit – three or four cities in a day, you know, so it's, it's a, uh, it was kind of a, a hard, hard thing to keep up with. I think the most States I've been to in one day was like four or five. Like wow. it was, it was ridiculous, man, wow. but it was cool. It was cool though. And that was, that was like Midwest, you know, but it, like up there, it's like, you just, if you can bounce around, yeah, you bounce around, but, but yeah, man. That's cool. That's awesome. Well, man, listen, thank you so much for, uh, for hopping on today. It's a great conversation. I, I, uh, Dude, yeah. I was looking at, I feel like it's been flying by, man. I know it, it, it has. I mean, we've been talking for what? Let's see right now. I could tell you it's almost, it's been 50 minutes. I think, I honestly think you may hold the record for my longest episode ever. And that is not a bad <laughs> thing. We'll have to do a part two sometime. Hey, man. part two, it's coming. You, yeah, you're, on, you're on episode 10. Let's say, let's say when, uh, let's say when I hit like 50 or so then we'll, we'll have you back on like man, man. i know you'll do it you just keep on brother i know you're gonna do it man hey, that's, that's my i was just thinking about like you know like joe rogan and all those guys i'm sure you know about them but oh, man yeah. they've, been, they've been doing that stuff for like 15 some odd years and yeah. it's like man joe just signed a huge contract with spotify yeah. and all that yeah. you just got to cut your teeth honestly that's that's you what start that's somewhere brother. but kyle i appreciate you having me though man of course man of course we'll we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch um listen yeah, you could check. Uh, you could check out his new EP, yours, everywhere you listen to music. Go buy it because it helps your artist. Stream it. Uh, listen to it anywhere. Um, as always, I'm Kyle Corbus. This is Remember Country Music. Remember to rate, subscribe, and if you love the episode, give us five stars and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. Like I said, I'm Kyle. That's Carlton, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>